Welcome back. Quality Tech Talk. Preston, my boy Omar. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, You know, pandemic, you know, we got to (laughs) be socially distanced. So Omar and I, you know, even though we're not gonna bite each other, you know, we you know, we we felt like let's continue the social distancing. So let's let's do a let's bring the podcast back. You know, we got some, got a little bit of time on our hands. Uh, we've been talking a lot lately just about just phones and tech. Period. Um, so why not uh, bring it back and uh, see what we can do with it? Um, yeah, Omar, what's on your mind with that one? Yeah, I mean, you know, we were kind of going back and forth for, God, the past couple months, I think, you know, just talking <laughs> about new phones coming out. We were talking a lot of Samsung, LG, Apple, and, and Google. And, you know, the other day we were, we, were, we were texting, and I was just like, well, we got to bring it back. You know, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we were away for, God, over a year now. I think the last, last, time we did it was around the last iphone launch right yeah actually yeah, um, yeah around yeah. iphone 11 so only right that we um bring it back around the current iphone launch right <laughs> so yeah. yeah and um uh, yeah to what creston was saying we we were um trying we're trying a socially distance because we used to record in person and yeah. you know we would be in the same room and everything and uh, just for like flexibility to get the content out, and you know, Chris and I both have busy schedules, you know, so doing it virtually, we think might be a better way, so we could consistently get you know one to two episodes out every week. But um, you know, we're excited to be back. You know, we're excited to bring more content and just more podcasting and just our takes on whatever's going on in in tech. So yeah, I'm happy to be back. Quality tech talk has returned, you know, season two, I guess. Right. Season two. (laughs) Hey, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, let's jump right into it, man. And, uh, you know, we're going to be talking Apple today. Uh, you know, everybody and every YouTuber really has been crazy just making iPhone, HomePod, all these videos. And we kind of wanted to give our take on, uh, on these devices so uh um, yeah, you know we have a personal take on it uh it's true. like a deep personal take not just a reviewing aspect you know so right. we, we got some we got some bones to pick you know we got you know some things that you know other 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 people that's listening that may have a uh you know the same type of feeling towards or your or one on overview or, or you know something like that you know yeah and uh it's funny a lot of times you know crest and i we do agree on a lot of of things but i think there's a, a couple things, especially with the new iPhones, where we might have some disagreements. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm excited to do that. So, let's jump right in, man. Let's uh, let's uh, start with uh, the HomePod Mini. Um, yeah. So, I'm probably going to let Creston start on this because this isn't a device that really appeals to me a lot. You know, I'm a Google Home user, so and I use Spotify for my music, so HomePod doesn't really speak to me like that. But it does speak to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I figured that'd be the first thing we talk about based, just based on, I, I've been having some personal issues with, you know, HomeKit. And, uh, you know, when Tim got on stage and said the home is where, you know, he made it seem so homely and, you know, mm-hmm. so important. Um, and so I hope that the future, you know, cool, he came up with the HomePod Mini. It's been a long time since, since the original HomePod. Um, so I'm hoping that, you know, the home, it just gets more exciting. Or maybe he brings back more of the, you know, maybe Apple brings back more of the, 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 their products. You know, they, you know, you remember they had a, their own mo- their own router. They had uh you know, so hopefully they bring their own stuff in, you know, they're, they're really known for keeping the ecosystem, you know? So hopefully, you know, they bring that in, but 
like I said, I wanted to bring this up as the first topic because I've been having just some issues with my with my home kit and my products. Um, so, you know, minus the negative part, I'm really excited for the HomePod Mini. Uh, just because, one, it's new. Two, um, the fact that it's a lower price point. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the competition is there, you know, even for people that really don't use um, Siri like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, people that are in the ecosystem are like, hmm, maybe I will use her a little bit now that the price is a little bit less. It's interesting to me with the price because obviously the first HomePod I believe was three hundred dollars at launch and Woo. it was expensive, you know. And it was a good speaker, you know. It's not, it's not like to shit on the HomePod, but right, you know, right. it's a good speaker. But uh, at a hundred dollars, you compete directly with the new Echoes and you compete directly with the Nest Audio from Google. And 100%. if you're an iPhone user, you know, you have like a good amount of choice right now because. You know, you could utilize, you know, Siri for with the HomePod Mini, or you could utilize Google services and Google Assistant with the Nest. So right. it's interesting to me, um, speaking on your uh, thing about Apple's smart home, um, I, I really uh, believe that they need to have their own devices because I think yeah. Apple does best. Apple is best at being Apple when they have yeah, their own devices, yeah. you know, when... You know, they're good at phone stuff and they're good at tablets. Why? Because the iPhone and the iPad are so dominant in the market. And, you know, look right. at their, their home, uh, their audio experiences, excuse me, with the Beats brand and AirPods brand and, and all that stuff. So right. I like the looks of uh, of the AirPod, uh, or HomePod, excuse me, of the HomePod Mini. <laughs> all the pods and all, <laughs> and all the, the airs. Pods, I feel I know, you on that, I though. Know. You can make that quick mistake. That's no problem. But I like the way it looks. You know, I like that circular design. It's it's small, hence the name of obviously. Um, yeah. And I think that they have a winner here as long as they can continue to build out HomeKit, and that's the big like elephant in the room for me. I know you've kind of gone back and forth on whether you want to go back into Alexa because they support Apple Music, or maybe right. just go all the way in the Google ecosystem, and right. just because HomeKit just has all these issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Um, I talked to one of my buddies yesterday. Oh no, you could be on the video, babe. It is, we're just doing a you know voice. Sorry, y'all. The, the missus is running around the house hiding because she think I'm actually recording a video, but we're on a podcast. Um, but uh, I um, talked to one of my buddies actually last night, uh, Joe, um, and he was saying that don't give up on HomeKit yet. What you need to do is, he said, are you using your your hub? connected to Wi-Fi or directly through Ethernet? I said Wi-Fi. He said, that's probably where your disconnect is coming from your home kit. And, you know, I'm you, we've talked before. I, I, like, I like cloud. I like wireless mm-hmm. everything. I don't even, I mean, I might not wirelessly charge, but that's just another subject. But I'll do cloud everything, wireless everything. You know, I don't do storage. I, you know, whatever. That's just me. Right. Um So I said, okay, fine. I got an Ethernet cable hanging around. I actually plugged it in yesterday, and I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram Instagram today. I got 970 megabits per second down and 40-something up. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe this will work. Um, And so the last day or so, um, I would say 24 hours because I really just did it. I haven't had any issues. And and the TV, actually, the Apple TV is actually rolling faster than it was 24 hours ago. Um, so I'm, I'm giving it a, a different approach. I'm going to go, you know, I'm a hard line, hard connect as the real geeks in the world do, you know, true, I, I guess I'm, I'm just a baby geek, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all the new stuff, right. but I'm going to go ahead and plug it in and see what happens. So 
Um, but yeah, I'm, like you said, I'm happy that it's smaller. Um, and remember what I told you, uh, me and Omar were talking. Sorry, guys, I sold my original HomePods. But I sold them, and with that same money, I can buy five of them. You see what I'm saying? So it's for the same cost of a regular HomePod. And I get it, different size, different quality. Mm-hmm. But if you have a home, if you have kids in the home, if you want to place them in multiple places, instead of placing $300 worth of them all around the house, now you can place $100 worth of them around the house. Um, and so I can buy five now for this less than the cost of two HomePods. And if they say the sound is as good as they, you know, as Apple, you know, preaches, I'm down. You know, I right. mean, where I plan on placing it, I want two in my living room. So if I can do stereo pair in the living room and it sounds great, great. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is like, I feel like Apple kind of wants to position it like that, too, where you have one in the bedroom, one in the home, one in the living room, mm-hmm. wherever, you know, and it's almost like they're positioning it the way Amazon positions the Echo Dot. You know, yeah. even though that could obviously is a lot cheaper, it's, only, it's yeah, half yeah. the price. But, but I think that's the way they're looking at it, where, like, your HomePod standard is kind of like your replacement for a soundbar if you're using Apple TV. And the Mini is more like, oh, it's your audio and communicating device all over the home. So yeah, it's yeah. an interesting strategy. Um, but it really just goes back to developing for HomeKit. You know, if they don't, because yeah. I was when I was researching it, I was finding, you know, that Nest issues with HomeKit, Ring issues with HomeKit. And these are popular, you know, solutions, which is why I think the best solution for Apple users will probably end up being if Apple makes their own home security thing. And yeah, yeah. it's an interesting thing because the company is so focused on privacy. So you would think that they would bring their own little take to that market. Um, yeah. It should be interesting, though. Uh, I, I really wonder how committed they really are because like you said tim cook he said that they are committed and they they want the they want to be serious about the home because i think they understand everything else is plateauing you know people don't buy macs every year people aren't upgrading their iphone every year unless you're a maniac like me and creston and you know it's (laughs) um, upgrading for no reason you know i've read some things oh you know if you got an 11 you know nah you can wait nah i'm just doing it just (laughs) cuz um so so yeah i think they realize it's the last frontier so to speak and that's kind of like the next thing and uh once they get a um, a good solution in place i think they'll they'll be relevant again because right now let's be honest you know sam's our samsung uh google and amazon really dominate that space you know yep. and because it's yep. the ease of entry is very low you know because yep. though you buy like a candy bar from best buy they'll give you a google home mini for free I mean, <laughs> you know it's 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 ridiculous right. you know same thing with echo dot so yeah. um, I'm, I'm hoping apple continues a trajectory i think they're on the right path but i really do think some sort of smart home accessories like the router you talk about the airport i think is what it was called yeah um, that thing was awesome yeah actually. anybody that i know that had one loved it and yeah. that shows you that Apple can build for the home if they really want to. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter yeah. of them wanting to. And speaking of strategy, I'm gonna tell you what they got, what they had me doing after I saw the little um, the house mm-hmm. that they, the house demo of right. the different home pods in the room and the intercom. So I was at first when I started the home kit, like going full blown on it. I said, you know, I'm just gonna add me and my wife to it. I'm not gonna have the kids play with it because you know they're kids. So th- after this last keynote, I actually added one of the kids to the to the uh, to the uh, home kit so they can control some things now, so that I can talk them through the intercom when I do get the HomePod Mini. 
So the strategy kind of worked. Now I'm bringing in more family members, and I got one of my kids on board like, oh, yeah, Dad, I want a HomePod Mini too. So, like, their strategy is kind of working on me at least. Mm -hmm. Now I'm trying to get the whole family invested, you know? I think at first you're going to get the diehard Apple people, right? You know, you now, yeah. and something worth noting too, they have opened it up a little bit to uh, other music services, to uh, Pandora and yeah. Amazon Music yeah. now with, work with HomePod. And my thing is, it's irrelevant until Spotify's on there. You know, let's yeah, be honest. True. I mean, I understand yeah. why it's not because, you know, that's Apple Music's number one competitor, but if you want people to buy a HomePod for music, that's how you do it, right? Yeah, right. Um, so you said you... Are you buy, did you already buy five or are you about to buy five? So I'm I'm gonna start small because um, I, I use I use that phone to buy my iPhone. I use right, that money right, to buy right. my iPhone. I mean, <laughs> but I'm gonna start small. I'm just gonna do uh, two in the living room, one upstairs for right now. See how it goes, and then you know around Christmas time or so. Because you know they don't launch until the beginning of November. So yeah, yeah, you got and, some you know, time. Probably around Christmas time. Probably ask Grandma or somebody for another <laughs> one. You know. <laughs> And that actually is a nice way to transition us into the next thing, which, yeah. of course, is, you know, the reason why anybody watches an Apple event or, you know, reads an article or watches a YouTube video about Apple. It's about the iPhone, of course. Right, right. So it was interesting because they announced four iPhones, but only two of them are available right now. Um, right. So let's get the two that aren't out of, available right now out of the way because we're going to address those on another episode. So right. you have the 12 mini and the 12 pro max, which are going to be out in the middle of November, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you can, you can actually pre-order them next, fr this Friday? Is it next Friday? I think it's next Friday. I think it's the 7th yeah. when you can pre-order. Okay, so cool. uh, yeah. quick rundown of those. Obviously, the pro max uh, over is the sequel to the 11 pro max, which uh, you know gives you a little bit bigger screen, better cameras. And the 12 mini is a smaller version of the iPhone 12. So we'll be deep diving into those because... I know Chris has a lot of thoughts about the Max. I have a, a burgeoning love affair with the Mini, so we can talk about yeah. that uh, in a week or two for sure. But Yeah, that's going to be heavy. Yeah. But the two that are available right now are probably the two phones that most people are going to buy, You know, which yeah. are the standard iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 Pro. So yeah. let's get into the standard 12 first, because I really think that that's going to be the iPhone that everybody buys for the most part. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's just the way the 11 was last year. You know, it's at a decent enough price point, and it's, it gives you enough of what you would want to do that you, if you don't want to spend $1,000. So um, pricing on this is $830 starting for the 64-gig version, um, another 50 bucks up if you want to go up to 128 and then maxes out at $256 for another $100 after that. Um, right. What is it, five colors, right, that uh, the yeah, 12 comes so in? Yeah, so you got... Uh, you got five colors on the uh, iPhone 12. You got the blue. Mm -hmm. They they did they did normal colors. They they didn't right, add right. no extra uh, you know pizzazz to it. So you got the the blue, the green, product red, white, and black. So what colors would you have liked to see? Um, that's a good question. We mm -hmm. haven't talked about that yet. Right. Uh, I I'm down with the blue. Um, down with the. I don't know about the green though, and not a person. It's not a personal opinion because the green actually looks nice. I just don't know what's going on with green nowadays. Everybody's so here's the doing thing: green. Google's doing green. Right. What's going here's on? Here's the thing with green phones that I hate. So my favorite looking green phone ever was the. It, we never even got in the U.S., but it was a Samsung Galaxy S6, and it was only in like 
in Korea. It was the jade green version. So yeah, it was like that darker, that darker green. Yeah. And I would love to see something like that um, as opposed to like, it's kind of like this mint seafoam thing because Pixel right. did it like you mentioned. Uh, iPhone did it as well. Uh, I feel like another company released a, oh, Samsung did it with the FE. Um, one yeah, of their yeah, colors, yeah. that mint green. So that's like a color this year. I le- I'm not a big fan of the way that product red looks. Uh, MKBHD's video, yeah. he kind of, it looked a little bit more orangey, a little more coral. You know, I, I wonder if you know. You know, we <clears throat> as as we talk about these twelves, you know, we got some things that we feel are gonna happen. I wonder if they're getting or they're trying to get out of the red. Could be, could be. So you know how you know how it went from actual like red. Oh my god! Like the iPhone Seven red, and <laughs> right? And it's slowly but surely changing. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you know what Apple does? They don't. They don't instantly get rid of something. You know, phase they, it they out, slowly yeah. change to phase it out. And, you know, what's going to happen is, you know, MKBHD is not going to be the only one because we think the same. This is not a red phone. This is like, like you said, it's like a, it's like an orangey coral red. It's not product red. You know, probably if you want to, if you want to do something with product red, you know, that's the AIDS foundation. You know, you got to mm-hmm. be red. Yeah, that's you know a real red, right. I wouldn't mind seeing like a deep palette, right? Like a deep purple. I wouldn't wow. mind, yeah, like, I wouldn't mind seeing, uh, like, I really like the blue, actually, of the iPhone 12. Yeah. I think the blue on the iPhone 12 looks a lot better than the blue on a 12 Pro, which we're going to get to in a minute. Yeah. Um, but me, I love the look of, like, a white phone. Um, okay. You know, we've talked about that before. I like the fact it's black yeah. front, white back, you know, it just, you know, just, it's clean, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it comes into the thing, like, who really cares that much just because, you know, most people use cases. And, right, um, right. And also, like most people buy from a carrier store, at least here in the U.S., you know, anybody who listen, who's listening is like from Asia or, or Africa or something or Europe, you know, it's a little bit different. But also, like you have all these colors. When you go to a store, I mean, if like for me, my experience, anytime I went to go pick up an iPhone from like a T-Mobile store or something, it would always, they'd have the black. They generally yeah. have like the red and yeah. one other color. You know, so it, they never have the full complement of colors, which I always thought was is a shame. But, you know, the logistics of it, I get it. You know, why you want to have six different, you know, variations of the same phone. Right. Um, especially when people use cases anyway. But the interesting thing to me about this 12 is, so all these new iPhones have 5G. So that's part of the price hike, right? Which is, which is I think, is this Apple's first time uh-huh. actually jumping ahead of, everyone yeah because if you remember 5G. the they they were a little late to 3g uh, after yeah. the first uh first iphone had uh, 2g and yeah, then yeah. lte didn't get there to the 5s if i'm not mistaken um yeah, or yeah. was it the 5 is the 5 or the 5 well you know what no i think it was the 4s because that was the 4 was like that thing that's when all the other carriers got it because i'm trying to remember if like the 4s was for it was when they introduced siri and then the five yeah, so, is when they had LTE. So I, I remember when the four S came out. If I'm not, if I'm mistaken, guys, we I apologize. We apologize. I I remember I actually first started dating my wife at that time. I was working at Sprint, and I went ahead and bought an iPhone. And you know that's when you know Sprint was. Uh, this was like 2010, 11, 2011, 2010, around that time. Uh, and Sprint had just got that phone. And so I think that's when, like, the Y-Max and, the, you know, when they everybody had their own different 4Gs, you know what I'm saying? So I think it was around that time. That's, that's so just me. I just checked on it. 
Um, cool. It was the iPhone 5 was the first one. And that was in 2013. Ah, okay. Now, for reference... Oh, so, so S would have been Siri then, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, for reference, okay. the first LTE phone was two years before that with the HTC Thunderbolt. So, uh, Apple yes, waited two I years. I tried that out. Yeah, two <laughs> years. Oh, God, that battery life was atrocious. Uh, <laughs> they waited two years before jumping on LTE. Now, in this case, I guess they waited one year, maybe, for 5G, because 5G phones are out last year, but they weren't, yeah. but they really started hitting this year, and, um, and you know, they jumped on the train. So that's a little unusual for Apple, that they kind of jumped on what the carriers wanted so quickly uh, yeah. here in the U.S., so that's interesting. But, so, as, when you're talking price, you're, you're jumping from last year's iPhone 11, $700 was the price at launch to 830 now so it's a 130 dollar yeah. jump i think a lot of that's 5g you know a lot of yeah. that is not just and to be more like deeper into it it's verizon 5g millimeter wave <laughs> is expensive the evidence of this is like google's pixel 5 right in the u.s yeah. it comes with a millimeter wave right so that's why it's 700 dollars, uh, not 600 dollars. canada doesn't have millimeter wave and there's a, it's 700 Canadian, which actually equates to 600 US. So that's uh, a, uh, because they, they don't have that, what they call the millimeter wave tax. So that's yeah. a big reason for that. Of course, the big hot button issue with these new iPhones as well is, you know, no charger block in the box. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I just, for layman's terms, for some of the users that are like, what is he talking about? Right. Um, so the two different signals that are like going back to back right now is, you know, kind of comparing it to like five gigahertz for like your home network and 2.4 gigahertz right. for like uh, your, your other home network. So one is closer, but it's faster, stronger. The other one is just a longer. Yeah. Distance. So the way so, to look at it is you have two schools of thought. You have millimeter wave, which is what Verizon does. And the, yep. what they, the way they do it is they build the little nodes on the traffic lights in the big cities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What T-Mobile and AT&T use is sub-6, which is basically yeah. the next evolution of the way LTE is. So you, you're still building big towers. What yeah. it means is the range of the T-Mobile stuff is a lot wider, like Creston was saying, whereas the speed of the Verizon one is much higher. So right. uh, a sub-6 connection will get you like a 20 to 25% faster speed. So if you're getting 100 down on T-Mobile, you'd be getting 125 down. Um, right, right. And whereas millimeter wave gets you gigabit speeds, but the range is just non-existent. Much like yeah. you know, two point four and five gigahertz Wi-Fi signals in your home. So right, that's right. actually an excellent analogy there. Yeah. Um, but the big thing that a lot of people are mad about, you know, bloggers, users, whatever, is iPhones not coming with the charging brick in the box and. <laughs> you know, and that's the hot My button issue. That up. She just brought that up yesterday. She said, what? The new iPhone not coming with that stuff in the box? So so she's mad about it, huh? She's mad about it. Right. She's not even getting one. But she's mad about it because, you know, she and everybody else always says, the new iPhone looks the same. I don't even mm -hmm. know why you upgrade. You know, so it's kind of like, uh, so I had to kind of break it down for her, you know, sure. uh, you know, in, in our home, we're trying to be as green as we can. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I believe in, you know, sustainable energy and efficient energy, sure. things like that. So when they talked about the reasons of why um, I, I felt it, you know, and I get it. some people that, you know, are either new to Apple or switching from like four or five years ago or whatever the case may be. I get it, you know, but uh, you here's, gotta be with the times. Here's my thing with the iPhone 12 standard, non non pro. I'm okay with it because 
think about on um, you you bought an iPhone 11 last year as as did right. I. What charger came with it? That cheap little five watt right. rinky dink little thing that they have been throwing in there for years. Yeah. So no one uses that damn charger. Like, no. come on, man. Like the thing breaks all the time. It's slow. No. You know. It's slow. So yeah. Even my eight year old. I mean, my ten, my eleven year old daughter said I gave her I gave her the five watt brick the other night because you know they they lose their chargers all around the house. I said, hey, here go here go one right here. She said, I don't want that. That thing don't charge nothing. Where the bigger one at? <laughs> so even the kids know about these five watt little chargers. Right. So, and, you know, they're including the Lightning, the USB-C cable now, um, which is, you know, suggesting that they are they want people to buy these USB-C power bricks. Apple sells them, Anker sells them, LG and Samsung make them. I mean, everybody sells them. So, right. and, you know, to promote buying better chargers. The big fear uh -huh. I have is that they're going to not, that people are going to get mad and just start buying stuff from like Five Below or gas stations. Yeah, or, that's like, the problem. Yeah. And then they're going to nuke their batteries and blame Apple for it. That's, yeah. I think this is a moment where Apple could really do some charger literacy for people. Mm -hmm. And they're in the, they're, yeah. they're a company like, if LG decided to do that, right? Nobody would listen because nobody cares about LG mm -hmm. unless you're me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Um, I think if they took the time, like if, if it's just like a YouTube video, like buying the right charger for your new iPhone, I think that would yeah. go a long way to people saying, okay, this is what they're doing, and this is I and you know they talked about being carbon neutral by 2030, which is ambitious, yeah. quite to be quite honest with you. And right. it's funny, it's like the people who are so most mad about it are like tech YouTubers who <laughs> have five million chargers, like they got five right. million wireless chargers and they got USB-C um, adapters. You know, from their various Android phones that they've reviewed over the years. And they're like, well, I'm looking out for the average consumer. Like, the average consumer doesn't really care that much, man. Nah. You know, like, probably they already have some sort of charger if they're coming from an iPhone. If they're coming, from, an an if they're coming from a more recent Android phone, then they're, you know, they're all things like, oh, nobody's been using USB-C, you know, bricks for a while. It's like, well, if they're coming from a Pixel 2. You have it. You have it. Okay, which is a three-year-old <laughs> phone. If they're come, um, LG's done it for a couple of years now too. Um, yeah. And Samsung was a little late to the party there. So if you're coming from right. like an S7, well, S7 was micro actually. So if you're coming from like an S8, it was still USB A. But so yeah, you got to buy a new charger. Okay. But at, my thing is, if you're buying the iPhone 12, and okay, you got to buy a thirty dollar, twenty dollar brick or something. All right, you paid eight fifty for your phone. I mean, are you really that mad about it? I, I just don't see the huge outcry. Um, especially if somebody was about to, was going to buy a faster charger to begin with, right? Yeah. And they're yeah. just, what are they going to do? Throw away the five watt brick. So. Right. Yeah. Yep. There you go. But let's, so, let's talk about the phone. You know, we talked about so the wait, charger wait, wait. and everything. Before, before we jump into that. So my theory. Okay. Just on that. We talked about this on the phone and some, you know, some YouTubers have talked about it too. They're doing this not only to be sustainable, not only to be cautious and safe and, you know, let's cure the world, mm -hmm. but because very soon, my man, there ain't going to be no ports. Right, right. Yeah, Marquez there was talking about that the other no day. Ports. Uh, you know, um, uh, what's the name? Johnny, uh, Johnny, John Ivy. Am I saying his name right? What, the guy from Apple? Johnny Ive? Yeah, yeah, Johnny Ive. Dude, back then, his idea before he even left was to have an iPhone as thin as paper. Right. So in order to even try and get that route, we, we, we got to lose some ports. We got to mm -hmm. lose some buttons. So, you know, uh, the creation of MagSafe for the iPhone, I mean, not the creation. I mean, MagSafe's been out, but for the iPhone, 
uh, I think this is a, a good direction, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. I, I, I'm down for a portless iPhone. Yeah, I'm curious how they would execute that. Of course, they're going to position it like, well, it's we can get more water resistance. We can yeah. make it more durable because there's no weak spots, you know, in the frame right. type thing. I'm curious about that and how long before it gets there. Is it next year or is it in a couple years? So that's my big wonder, right, Where right. is how long before they inevitably go portless, which I think is, is the truth. That's why... You know, they've leaned heavy into AirPods, and they've leaned heavy into wireless charging and MagSafe, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, yeah. So talking about uh, the phones themselves, I think with the 12, it's never been closer to the Pro than it is this year. And the reason for that is, the biggest reason, I think, is just the screen. You know, yeah. they, they went from the... Um, the OLED all the things. Yeah, they went from the Retina LCD to the uh, OLED, which if uh, is exactly the same panel as in the iPhone 12 Pro. However, yeah. it's the brightness is skewed a little brightness. bit differently. I think the brightness on the Pro is a little bit higher. Um, depending on... Yeah. Depending on what you're doing. Right, exactly. And yeah, <laughs> and so that's like the biggest improvement... Right, um, and you get the cameras as well, the two cameras set up, you know, so that's improved over the 11. Um, and they've brought back the that squared off iPhone 5 like, iPhone 4 like design, that classic design, yeah, that thing, man. Oof. And I'm and like when you look at the Pro, you know, obviously you have the stainless steel build instead of the aluminum that's on the right. uh, 12, and you get that third camera and you get the lidar sensor as well. For, right. uh, I believe they, they're advertising it as better portrait shots for LiDAR. Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be good for augmented reality if people do that. Uh, mm. It'd be good for, you know, uh, like you said, the night nighttime portrait. Um, yeah, so. So it just feels like Apple's like, all right, the iPhone for everybody is the iPhone 12. And yeah. the iPhone for people who want, who are really serious about photography is the iPhone 12 Pro. And yeah. the iPhone for people who are serious about photography and video is the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Yeah. That seems to be the breakdown. And well, remember, remember what I was telling you. So, like, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, mm -hmm. but um, I do feel like because these phones are so close, they came out with this array of phones to get an idea of who and what's going to buy what. Mm -hmm. And I think they made the 12 and the 12 Pro so close so they can eventually just have a pro and the pro be the the bigger screen for sure you'll have your standard and you'll have a mini because they, they, they obviously know they still got a target for smaller phones right then they obviously know that everybody's, everybody's gonna buy the regular 11 the regular 12 that's just gonna be the phone of the year right and then like you said before you know i jumped in you got your photography people and this is and people that just want this that and the other because like you said in the beginning these phones are so close it's hard to really like. We remember me and you had a couple of phone calls. Which phone should I get? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's and the other thing too is like the size of the 12 Pro and the 12 is exactly the same. So in theory, yeah. you can use cases from either phone on the other. So, yeah. and that to me is just kind of a, a thing that just signs that the 12 Pro really shouldn't exist. And, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and <laughs> like realistically, 
if you're really like into those photography features, just wait for the 12 Pro Max. And I think right. that's that's why the release schedule is the way it is. I think they're trying to make sure that a few people buy the regular 12 Pro, who you know the people who can't wait for the Max, like me. Yeah. <laughs> right. But so to me, it's just like, all right, if you want a small iPhone, you buy the Mini. If you want, yeah. Just the default iPhone, you just get the 12. And if you're really into cameras and stuff, you get the 12 Pro Max. And yep. I, I agree with you. Next year, I think they're going to do iPhone 13 Mini, iPhone 13, and iPhone 13 Pro. And that will just have that bigger screen. So Yeah, it, it just falls under, in my opinion, if, if we're trying to stick with, you know, iPhones like culture, mm -hmm. it's simplicity. So I feel like them now, like trying to go along with everybody else with all this array of phones, they're doing this one last time to, to get a feel of where we're really at. I we, mean, came out with, we came out with two SEs already. Cool. They probably sold well. So cool. All right. Now we got that. That's that we do have. We do have a market for small phones. Cool. Let's come out with this mini. That's probably going to be one of our. It's going to stay. Mm -hmm. Then let's let's make a phone that's just like each other. See what really happens. And if. The regular 12 comes out to be the king. Guess what? Next year, we're not doing that again because we probably wasted money on that. And we're just going to do the max, the regular, the mini. Done. And, I mean, Apple's come out with five phones this year. And I'm Oof. just like, that's like Samsung stuff, right? You know? Yeah, right. You know, and it's it's just interesting to me that because you know they're like I remember back in the day they'd only come out with one phone every year, you know. Yeah. And it's it's like a conversation where you're segmenting, right? Where you're like, okay, here's a small phone for the people like the small phone. Here's the regular phone, and here's the big phone, and then here's the SE if you like the home button, and you know, and different type of things. But uh, I like when companies distill their product line, you know, and. There's only a couple of options. Like one thing I like that um, that OnePlus used to do, they do the same thing. They come out with one mm. to two phones a year. Now yeah. look at OnePlus. There, it's not the case. You know they have, you know the eight and the eight Pro, and now the eight T, and then the Nord, and then they just announced two more Nord phones, and it's just getting way too busy. And it's just like Samsung. You know Samsung. I don't know if you saw that MKBHD video and. Uh, where they basically, he was saying that they have a phone between a hundred dollars and a thousand dollars at every hundred dollar interval. Ten Ooh, phones, man. you know, and those are current this year phones. It's not like, oh yeah, that's the flagship from last year or something like that. Now they have phones for every single budget, and you know that's Samsung, of course. But yeah. you know, uh, I I just don't think Apple would benefit from doing that because. You know, that's just a, they, that's their, their reputation, right? Right. So that's just kind of Apple's thing. So yeah. uh, another, like, thing worth making note of is that the stock uh, pros now, both Max and regular, uh, come at 128 gigs of storage instead of 64, which I think is big. You know, that's a, a big deal. Uh, you and I utilize the cloud a lot more, so it's not huge for us. But right. um, the amount of people who have complained about only having a 64-gig iPhone as well as, you know, Google did that as well this year where the Pixel 4 was 64 gigs as well, but they uh, they, they shifted it to 128 now. So I think that's a good move. Um, you know, apps are getting larger Files are getting larger, so yeah, you know people record video. Maybe don't want to put everything on iCloud or go ham for... or go home. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, so you ordered the uh, 12 Pro, right? 
Yep. And uh, <clears throat> me and Omar had a, I think we talked about this for a couple of days, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, randomly. I'm just like, dang, bro, I don't know what I should do. Uh, you know, I haven't ordered it yet. And I didn't even ordered it on the first day. It took me like, what, five days? Yeah, I you were wrestling last with Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I ordered the iPhone 12 Pro. I'm going to tell you why. And this is where I, Omar said in the beginning, uh, we think definitely on this one. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I ordered the iPhone 12 Pro mainly for, I haven't had a, a, a Pro since uh, the 10 series really started. I had the 11 this year, and I had the 10R, and cool, good phone, good, great phones. They, they do everything you need every day. But just something was missing in the camera. Like, I'm not a heavy photographer, but I got 30-plus gigs of photos, so you know I'm doing something. Um, so I said, you know what? I'm going to go pro this time. I really want to go max, but, you know, I, I had a higher deposit, so I just, I just couldn't swing it right now. So I said, I'm going to go pro. I want them camera. I want the. I want some of the camera features. I want the night portrait. Omar's like, you only gonna use it one time, and then that's it. Which, hey, might be the case. But guess what? It be that it'll be that time, and in, in, in the next six months, I'm like, oh snap! I forgot I got the night portrait. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know, I just wanted that uh, <clears throat> that build, uh, that night portrait, and what was the other thing we were talking about? Um, but yeah, you know, I went with the pro. You know, I was just gonna go with the twelve just because of how you know, like we were, we've been talking. It's so close, um, but I, I just had to go pro. Um, so yeah, that was my choice. You know, Omar will probably tell you why his choice would have been twelve. Yeah. So when we were talking about it, so when you look price, look at price. You know, it's one hundred and seventy dollars different. And whenever we're talking about prices of phones, I always ask myself, well, if it's this is the difference, is this phone that much money better? than the other phone example was you know i would i decided i wanted to try an lg phone right and you know lg has the wing out and now you know it's about to come to t-mobile soon so i was thinking about waiting for that and that was going to be around a thousand bucks or they had the v60 which is um you know their flagship phone from uh, uh was released in april i believe and that was at seven hundred dollars with a dual screen case and i was like well is the wing really is it worth for me 300 extra dollars to get that swivel display. Ultimately, I decided no, because it's better value for money was getting the V60. I feel the same way about the iPhone 12 versus the Pro. I feel like you get 90 to 95% of the same experience. <laughs> like, yeah, you get stainless steel in the matte back, you know, instead of the glossy back and aluminum. Okay, I get it. And you get the bigger storage capacity as well. Um, yep. So... If it was me, I'd get the 12 instead of the Pro just because I just don't feel that the 12 Pro gives you enough of an incentive to, like, are the cameras, like, I used the iPhone 11. The cameras on the iPhone 11 were incredible. Night mode yeah. was incredible. Um, and it worked flawlessly. I would only imagine on the 12 it would work just as well, if not better. So yeah, yeah. last year I saw a little bit of a reason to get a Pro over the, um, uh, the standard uh, 11. But this year it just feels like with that, it's a smaller price gap and it's a smaller feature gap too. I just think that getting the uh, standard 12 just makes a lot more sense. Um, now, stainless steel iPhones do feel really great. Uh, there's an aesthetic argument to be had there. You know, where yeah, you know, where you're holding an aluminum iPhone just doesn't feel as good as holding a stainless steel iPhone. And um, that's something that, you know, could factor into the decision as well. So... 
Yeah. I, I think that yeah. most people should just get the iPhone 12, personally. Oh, hands down. Hands down. So, you know, and then, you know, I, it, it made it even harder because I was talking to, <laughs> it was so confusing for me. I ended up reaching out to Apple, <laughs> and I did a text conversation with one of the Apple guys. I'm like, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Can you help me out? <laughs> like, I, like, I'm, like, I'm a regular consumer. Like, I don't, like, do this. I just want it to be pushed a certain way. Um, but he made a good argument for myself, which makes a lot of sense, too. I think I told Omar this. Um, he immediately said, you know, I went from the uh, 10R to the 11 Pro Max, you know, when that came out. And he said, the reason why is because I watch a lot of content on my device, you know. So I said, okay, cool. I really don't. Um, I was telling Omar, like, I, if I'm going to watch Netflix or YouTube or something like that, I'm watching it on my TV. Um, I really don't use the screen for that. So, um, yeah, I would have been, I would have been using the screen just for, you know, your, your regular every, everyday, you know, stuff, text messaging, social media, uh, email, news, whatever. So, you know, I, I tried to argue myself back down to the pro. I'm like, you know what? The pro will be just fine. I don't use it like that. Um, but for sure, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm leveling back up. I got an 11 now waiting on my regular pro this year. I'll go back to the max next year and hope that it'll be really a good reason then because 120 hertz display might be out or, you know, portless phone, you know, all this extra stuff may happen next year. (laughs) The funny thing for me is like, I remember I said this to you last year when I had the 11 because I had the 11, I probably feel like a month and a half or something before I got, I ended up selling it. And my thing about the 11 was it's the perfect iPhone with a bad screen. That was, like, yeah, my takeaway, yeah. right? You know, I didn't like the LCD, especially, like, coming from Android. Like, I'm so used to having OLED, you know, now. Like, I was coming from a LG G8 at the time, and I've used Pixel 4, and all those are high-quality OLEDs. Even the ones that are only 1080, like the V60, like the OnePlus 7T, are still a lot better than the standard Retina LCD on the iPhone 11. So when I yeah. saw that they went to OLED for the 12, I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's game over. You know, that's yeah, the best yeah. phone because, you know, for the price point, you know, for around 800 bucks, you know, you get a good OLED screen, you get good speakers, you get a fast processor and an excellent camera. You know, it checks all the boxes that you would have. You know, it takes what the 11 didn't have and adds to it now. Rumors are the battery life is a little bit worse on the uh, 12 versus the 11, but the 11 was just like ridiculous. You know, it had a, yeah. it's a massive battery, and I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, you and I, you and I have talked before. You know, charging and battery life, we're kind of in the school of thought of if it gets you through a work day, it's fine. You know, so right. and you know, I have a phone with a massive battery, V60, and. You know, gets me through the day, so I don't care. You know, and, uh, <laughs> and then, like I told you, like you know, I'm I'm if I'm I'm home, I got a charger. I'm in a car, I got a charger. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If I'm at work, I'm actually supposed to be working, so I should be good to go. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So I mean, you really, in for the average consumer, you really only need you know a really good battery if you are really on the go a lot, or you travel a lot, or you know, you just don't have those those, those options like you know Omar and I have. Um, so. The times where like battery was like killer when the note was like the best battery in the game or Motorola the best battery in the game. It's not like that anymore. You know, right right now we're in a time where people care about camera, people care about screen, people care about people care about other things than battery nowadays. Right, exactly. So 
when it comes down to just wrapping up this portion uh, of the podcast, it's it's of course preference. I yeah. I just I can't say enough how impressed I am at the strides they've made from eleven to twelve. Whereas yeah. I think eleven pro to twelve pro feels more sideways, right? Yeah. It's a more of a lateral move, you know. Um, right. So, um, but as far as pricing goes, eight thirty starting for the twelve. Nine ninety nine starting for the twelve pro available on all carriers of course available unlocked um, now so the next thing that they announced which honestly has intrigued me the most is MagSafe um, so MagSafe if anybody that's used a Mac before knows what that is you know magnetic charging solution that MacBooks have or had excuse right. me uh, they've obviously all gone to USB C now so MagSafe basically is that every New iPhone, 12 mini, 12, 12 Pro, and 12 Pro Max has a magnetic ring in the back of the phone. What this does is that it allows for the magnetic MagSafe charger that Apple now sells for $39 to be attached, and it snaps right to the back of the phone and sticks there. So you might be wondering, well, why the hell would I want that? There's two things. First is... It, if you ever had a wireless charger like I have, I have a Mophie dual device charging thing, and I like it, but the touch targets and where you're placing it sometimes is off. Right. Having a magnet there, it snaps directly into place right where it's supposed to be 100 times out of 100 times. So user right. error doesn't exist. Then the second thing is you could pick it up off of the charger and still have the charger attached and use your phone, similar to cable charging. And I think this kind of goes into your point about them moving towards a portless iPhone. I think MagSafe is the path there because, you know, why would you, you know, the big drawback of wireless charging is sometimes there's failures and you can't use it while it's charging generally unless you want to like reach over and tap while it's sitting on this pad or the stand. So MagSafe solves both of those problems. Um, Yeah, things happen happen for a reason. You know, with, with this... With this coming out, I I'm actually kind of now happy that the uh, wireless charger for Apple didn't work. Right. Because it would have it would have been the same same type of thing. You know, you have to lay it in a certain way, mm-hmm. and then how many people you think will come in? My wireless charger isn't charging my phone. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to lay it this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you think they'll release air power in the next year or two with MagSafe built in? Oh yeah, hands down. Because mm-hmm. you you will you will have that person that would want a docking situation mm-hmm. um but i i do feel like you know I, you know like some of the youtubers i've watched already uh once magsafe gets faster once it you know actually like becomes like for real for real it's for real now right but like when when they actually speed it up and they actually, actually what's the another, what's the speed really, on there is it is it 10 watt 15 watts 15 okay and so i until i started talking to you about it I said, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and buy the 20-watt charger um, because that's the thing. You know, I, right now, currently, I have an 18-watt charger. So I'm mm-hmm. like, why would I want to go back? But then I think about the convenience and then I think about the, you know, just the future, you know, the futuristic idea of it. Um, and I can get away with nobody in the house using my charger. <laughs> well, yes and no because it yeah, still know, works as a wireless charger. Into, yeah. yeah, but my thing – so on top of the charger – Apple started announcing accessories too. So they're making uh, their own little leather wallet add-on thing. So it was pretty cool. You know, it's like a little yeah. mini wallet. 
it snaps to the back, you know, immediately, and then you can pull it out when, when you're done. The big flaw of this, which a lot of YouTubers um, and just tech journalists have kind of pointed out, I know Mark has roundly pointed it out, as did Joanna Stern, which is when you're putting it in your pocket, it just slides off of the magnet, so that's a little bit of an issue. Yeah. Um, so it's, you got to be a little more careful when you're putting it in your pocket, more aware of it not getting caught. Um, but on right. top of that, uh, Belkin has announced some accessories. Um, Ooh, I gotta they, look that up. I'm looking that up as you're talking right now. They announced a car mount with MagSafe. They announced um, a couple of. Uh, they announced like a combo wireless charger for the Apple Watch, and for the iPhone as well. So they're they're using the technology already. And what this kind of was interesting to me was that like the car mount thing, for example, is huge because you know right now, yeah, you could get a magnetic car mount, but you got. Put this little sticker on the back of your phone. And it looks ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. or you stick it on the inside of the case. And sometimes some of the magnets are weak. But when yeah. these companies like Belkin are using Apple's standards, their magnetic standards, it's going to be a better experience. Now, okay. another company that's doing something is Pop Sockets. Obviously, you know ah, we know duh. we know that what Pop Sockets are, right? You know, super right. popular accessories. So they're making they're building a MagSafe Pop Socket. So you would imagine that would allow just to swap it out easier if you want to change the design or something. For me, you know what's great about that for me because I hate pop sockets, first of all, because, like, (laughs) it messes up the ergonomics of your phone. Like, I get, like, when you have a massive phone, you want to hold it. Like, I have big hands, so it's not a big issue for me, but I get people who want to do that. But, like, where pop socket's awesome is that it's a built-in kickstand for your phone, right? You know, you could use it that way. So my thought is, you have a MagSafe pop socket. Oh, I need to watch a video. Let me pop socket out of my pocket, put it on the phone. Now I got my kickstand. Take it off, and I'm done. And so these are like practical solutions to problems that people have, you know. And and people might not have just have accepted that. Okay, this is just the way it is. So yeah, I can see. I can see like. I can see the kitchen getting involved, the living room getting involved, MagSafe to your fridge, MagSafe to, like, you know, I'm trying to look at a recipe and maybe I don't want to, you know, pull out the iPad and, you know, keep going back and forth. Maybe I just want to smack my, you know, iPhone 12 Pro Max to the, to, to the fridge and just read the directions real quick. I don't know. Or FaceTime here's, somebody by, you know, you know what I mean? Like, this this could be. Here's huge. a crazy idea. What if they could integrate MagSafe into HomePods and, and you could hand off using MagSafe or use it as a charging dock or something like that. Charging dock, cool, but you can hand off right now with the home. Right, right. Is it like physical tap or is it just Wi-Fi stuff? Uh, if you come in like within an inch, oh, okay. uh, it'll it'll hand off. Yeah, okay, cool, yeah. cool. So it's pretty, it's pretty dope. Yeah, I think you can um, use it for like charging or something. That'd be kind of cool. Yep, yep. So yeah, MagSafe is, uh, I, I think... I think the other products should come into play with that too, you know, like iPad, you know, in the future, uh, you know, if they keep running with the iPod, I don't know if they will. Mm. Um, yeah. So I, I think, and you know, MagSafe, the, the AirPods, MagSafe, the, uh, I mean, I, we already know the watch is pretty much like MagSafe. Yeah. Um, or is it, or is it MagSafe? I believe it is. Cause the, the way yeah. the charger is on the Apple watch is the same type of setup. So right, yeah. I, I can see that. What I wonder is, or what I think is, like, MagSafe feels like a refined and better version of Moto Mods from back in the day. Uh, <laughs> because nice. you remember those with the Moto Z, you know, you had the little speaker yeah. one, you had the camera one and all that. Yeah. So I wonder, yeah. 
If th this just feels a little bit more practical, a little bit more accessible, because modem mods are expensive. Like, yeah. you would get the... Uh, and you know, also, Apple's cases now have MagSafe built in as well. So right, right. Um, I think it's an interesting thing that they're doing here. And they're they're building a new accessory category. And yes, I think they they're, they're getting the lock-in for iPhone users even more ingrained, because right, let's see about all these MagSafe accessories. And then in a couple of years, you're like, you know what? I'm tired. I don't really want to get this iPhone 14. Let me go and see, check out the Galaxy S40 or Galaxy S50 or whatever the hell's out of by then. And right. you're just like, oh, but all these accessories I bought don't work anymore. You know? <laughs> and that becomes a dilemma, you know? Yeah. So uh, that's kind of uh, more into the Apple lock-in and them creating another category to just keep their customers coming back. Which right, right. Is genius, you know. I think I'm down. I mean, at <laughs> first I wasn't, but now I'm down. So yeah. So, but um, I think that might be it, man. Yeah, I mean, so all right, you're the more Apple leaning of of us two, right? Yeah. So, of the stuff they announced, you, know, you got HomePod Mini, new iPhone, MagSafe accessories. And I mean, you can even throw in like the iPad Air, and you know that yeah. when they announced that as well. I mean, what are what are you about to carry? What are you looking to get? So iPhone 12 Pro will be here next uh, next Wednesday. Uh, HomePod Mini. Uh, hopefully, I can order it soon. Um, what I wish they would have added is a new Apple TV. Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe faster. I don't know, maybe more memory. I don't know, better remote about that. Um, and, I mean, again, if this is the intro to home, and I hope it is an intro to home, that means it's going to be continuing because, you know, they love the Apple TV and they're getting they're going ham on that. They love, you know, um, the, the HomePod now. You know, I, th I, thought, I thought it was just, you know, they brought it in like, dang, they come out with nothing for two years, but now they bring in another product. So... I'm hoping that home really uh, becomes something uh, special to them. Um, so yeah, iPod Pro. I mean, iPhone Pro, uh, iPhone 12 Pro will be here next week. Okay. Okay. What about you? Huh? 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 You little Google man? Huh? huh, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> Apple's home strategy doesn't really it doesn't move the needle for me, right? It was just right. because you know it's. Uh, I use home speakers, to be quite honest, mostly for Google searches, inquiries, and uh, playing music off Spotify. That's right. my big thing. And as long as the HomePod doesn't support Spotify, I'm out. So um, so that's it. For me, it's as simple as that. The iPhone becomes a, a little bit more interesting, though, because you know I'm very intrigued by the Mini. Um, I yeah. really want to see one in person when it comes out. And we'll be talking about that um, in the upcoming episode. But um, I'm waiting to see what that's all about. I mean, like, I love my V60. I think it's a great phone. But it is, I really miss having a good, capable, compact device. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of my favorite phones have been smaller phones. So um, I'm, that's what I'm kind of waiting for. I'm all in on MagSafe, though. I think this is the future. I, I love it. You know, I love MagSafe. Uh, like, the wallet thing just seemed genius to me. Like, when yeah. I saw that, I was like, oh, I would totally rock that, you know, yeah, because yeah. I use a pretty slim wallet myself, so, you right. know, and I never really carry cash, it's all cards and ID or whatever, so, you know, it's I think it's like a two or three card holder, Right. Uh, but I'm all in on that thing, man, I think that's a excellent device, um, or, or solution, excuse me. 
Um, but yeah, that's the, I, I'm waiting for, you know, a refreshed AirPods, you know, that's kind of, I, I read today that's coming out in early 2021. But yeah, for right. me, um, I got the Mini on my Horizon, and if I buy the Mini, I'm buying Apple leather MagSafe case, I'm buying the MagSafe <laughs> charger, and I'm buying the fucking wallet too. Okay, so... My mini so purchase would, would, is, would become... Uh, he he, he going to try Apple again. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know me, man. I'm always going to try something. You know, the, the real company I've neglected the most in this past couple years is Samsung. Like, okay. I think the last Samsung phone that was like my daily carry was like S7. Um, man, or Note 7, excuse that. me. But you know, we talked we talked about it. I tried that no ultra. I know it was just for one day. Yeah. I'm man. sorry, guys. But dang, that camera was... It's nice. Wow. I will say, yeah. I think we'll, we'll probably do a Samsung episode soon, too, but they've really I'm killed down. it this year. Because um, I got some bones to pick for that, too. I, right. <laughs> I'm like I'm probably one of the biggest critics of Samsung you'll find. Like, I'm very critical of them, of all the, yeah, in, yeah. Their, in the mobile space especially. Um, and, but they did really well this year. Like, the S20 was an excellent phone. Uh, Ultra was a little bit of a miss with uh, their auto zoom and stuff like that. The FE, I think they knocked it out of the park. The Note, they knocked it out of the park. Um, even the A71, A51, they did a good job on the low end as well. So, um, But, yeah, so that's a company I've really neglected. But for, my, for me, I've always given the new iPhone a try. I mean, uh, every, I mean I've had every iPhone generation now for a few years. I had the 10, I had the 10S, I had the 11, and so... It's it's only it's in I had the SE from earlier this year and it's only inevitable that I'm probably gonna end up getting either a 12 or a 12 mini. So I kind of want to see them in person before I fully yeah. commit to it. Like the idea of the 12 mini just sounds so appealing um, with how small it is. But I'm, uh, but also I have to think about the fact that how long have I been using a big phone now? I mean this entire year yeah. I've used three phones, which is kind of like low for me. If you know, I mean you know how I am. Um, You're right. I've used OnePlus 7T, big phone. Google Pixel 4 XL, big phone. Big phone. And LG V60, which is, I think right now, outside like a Galaxy Fold, the biggest phone on the market. So um, going from that to something really small, which is going to be smaller than an iPhone SE um, or an iPhone 8, is going to be a big adjustment. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Obviously, stay tuned for that. Um, This is fun, man. Um, Fun, fun. Yeah, yeah, season two. I'm, Season two, uh, episode one. Yeah, man, this is great. Uh, we stay tuned. Uh, I mean, what, what are we gonna talk about next? I think we gotta talk about Pixel next, probably, right? Yeah, we'll do Pixel next, just because, uh, like me and Omar said in the beginning, we've been um, uh, talking about a lot of actual Google, like Google and Apple stuff, not necessarily just iPhone and Pixel, just Google stuff. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that might be next. Stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned. Yeah. So. Obviously, you know, the the term right now is that we're in the middle of Techtober. So for us, looking forward, we want to cover the Pixel 5, 4a, 5g, and 4a as well. Um, We'll be probably talking about OnePlus because they just made an announcement today and have have a new phone out as well. Uh, Huawei came out with the Mate 40, which could possibly be their last phone. So that's an interesting topic of conversation. Uh, So, I mean, that's, you know the pipeline right now that's what we're going to be putting out that's to what's you in the deck that's what's in the deck uh but thank you everybody so much for listening um thank you thank you of course uh quality tech talk is on your favorite podcasting app apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, stitcher so on and so forth 
Um, you could follow me on Twitter at, at O-Z-A-H-R-A-N-319, at Medium, so for my written articles at omarzaran.medium.com. Creston, where could they find you at? They can find me on Twitter, Fresh Crest for Real, Instagram, at Fresh Crest. Uh, yeah, you'll, you'll find us a whole bunch of tech stuff. You'll find a whole bunch of family stuff. You'll find a whole bunch of, uh, just, oh, you'll find a whole bunch of food stuff too. I am a food yes. critic too. Awesome. But yeah, thanks for listening. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next time for another episode of Quality Tech Talk. Peace. Peace.